0: Hello good evening, welcome to this week's Man in the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, my name is Chris, and with me as ever I've got Mark. Hello. Uh and no Emma this week she's unable to make it, so we've got Joe, only just. Hello. How are you? Good, thank you very much, Self. Yeah, grand thank you. You're right, Mark. Yeah, I'm terrific, thank you. Super but right we start with a bit of birthday news. Today is Neymar's birthday. Cristiano Ronaldo's birthday. Oddly enough, Billy Sharp's birthday and George Hagi. Uh, I had a debate at work. Someone said that he never heard of George Hagi, so he must be crap. And uh, he thinks Ronaldo is the best of that lot. But who is better, Hagi or Stochikov?
1: Ooh, it's a tight call. Mm. They're both very, very similar players of the same era. Um, both excellent. I would probably, I would probably say just Hagi. Would you? What do you reckon, Joe?
2: I'd go Hadji as well. Would you? Yeah, purely for the reason that when I was in a when I was playing for a team when I was younger, my manager always used to pretend to be Hadji whenever he did anything on the football pitch. Right. Uh, so I have quite fond memories of him in particular.
0: See, I was thinking Sluchkov, and I thought you'd say Sluchkov, Mark, because of that free kick against Germany.
3: Hmm.
1: Um, I don't know. I think I think Hadji was a, an excellent player in average teams whereas Stoichkov was a, an excellent player, especially Barcelona, in an excellent team. Yeah. So that, I think that might just tip it in the in, uh, favour of Padgy for me. All right, fair enough. OK. Uh, well, this week we're going to be talking about the
0: FA Cup. We're going to be talking about some transfers and other bits of bobs from uh, around the country before talking about the Premier League predictions. So, uh, first of all, this week's... Um, FA Cup replays Man United 3 Cambridge 0 now Cambridge hit the post after 45 seconds after Daily Blink rather helpfully put through their player um Matto Rocco and Wilson scored that was all pretty pedestrian really wasn't it
2: yeah it were. um the uh it, Man United never really got out of second gear did they um I mean it, it was pretty much an expected result but I think Hats off to Cambridge. I thought they did fantastic, particularly in the uh, in the first game, and uh, and I don't think they were too startled either by the bright lights of Old Trafford, the theatre of dreams, or whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, I thought I thought Cambridge came out of it with a lot, a lot of respect.
0: Six and a half thousand fans they took, didn't they? And they've earned a million pounds, which is good and is rather bad. The fact that you can earn all your money by one fixture.
2: Aren't they going to do up the toilets with that or something?
0: Well, they'd have the best toilets in the league if they do it up with that.
2: I'm sure I read somewhere that the money that made from the from the FA Cup exploits, they're going to do up the toilets in the ground. I'm
1: sure I've read that somewhere. Just the toilets. Well, um, really, million- oh. By right? the time the by the time the chairman has buried six hundred thousand of it, and the taxman's taking the rest, improving the you know sticking gold taps in the car, is about all you'd be able to afford out of it. You <laughs> think? <laughs> I just imagine
0: in a million million pound toilets, we're pretty plush. Yeah, you'd expect it to be sparkling, wouldn't? You? Yeah, that'd be right. Um, Sheffield United lost three went at home to Preston, so Preston are at home to United in the next round. Paul Gallagher with his, um, you, you've seen this, have you? I suppose, have you, um, Joe? Paul Gallagher when he takes a penalty.
2: Yeah, I, uh, well, I've, I've heard about it. I haven't actually seen. Have it. You
0: seen this, Mark? No. What he does. Um, he puts the ball on the spot and turns around so he's got his back to the goal, and then he'll walk back towards the d turn around and then run and take his penalty and I've seen him do this sort of three four times. I think the reason being he doesn't want to give the eyes to the goalkeeper and inadvertently sort of show him where he's going to kick the ball
1: mm, I've seen other people do that before yeah.
0: Mm. you look a bit of a tit if it goes wrong
1: maybe you look even more of a tit if you end up staring the goalkeeper out or giving him the eyes or whatever, and then you put it over the bar or um, do a Morales and stick it past the post. I suppose so.
0: Or a Jan Comerant and do a Penenka straight into the keeper's arms. Yeah. Uh, Fulham on Sunderland 3 was the other one. Um, I think Fulham took the lead through Huda Rogiega. A rather lovely own goal by, by their goalkeeper. Has anyone seen this?
2: Yeah, I saw this one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pretty unfortunate. Cross comes in and he catches it and... Uh, Goes behind the lines. Rather like what we would do on a boundary playing cricket or something, I suppose, isn't it?
2: Did did he really catch it? I don't don't think he ever actually caught it, did he? I think he was playing hot potato for a little bit. He
0: was really, wasn't he? Um, Sunderland 60% possession and 17 shots. So you could say, OK, it's only against Fulham, but they seem to be taking steps in the right direction, don't they? Especially after they won last weekend.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I went to watch them last weekend, and and there were only one team who were ever going to win that game um, against Burnley. Yeah, they were they were comfortable throughout. They dom- they they dominated, and and it could have been a lot more, really, to be honest. So it's no surprise that they've continued that in midweek.
3: Yeah.
2: And Jermaine Defoe again, looks like he's never been away for me. I'm not sure if he played midweek. Did he? Uh,
0: I don't um, think.
2: But but at the weekend he looked he looked a class
0: above. Oh, for seventy grand a week, you'd hope so.
2: Well, yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's really the only hope they've got of staying in the Premier League. Really, into when you think about
0: their goal scoring. Yeah, well, they, uh, they relied on Wickham, didn't they last season?
2: Yeah, but he's not been firing. He's been played out wide quite a lot as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, um, and he did he did again on uh, on Saturday actually played played on the right of front three, um, but but he obviously got his goal and uh, and Defoe got his first as well
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, Bolton won Liverpool 2 Bolton were 4 minutes away from an upset Arnega Johnson's rather dodgy penalty uh, before Sterling equalised and Phil Coutinho with a gorgeous goal has anyone seen this? deflected oh don't be like that <laughs> <laughs> don't be a meanie he's just signed a you new can't... contract and everything
2: yeah, you can't say it were a, a fantastic goal, it's deflected. Of course
0: you can. Intention, <laughs> you can. Intention was there. Yeah, but that wouldn't have happened if he didn't take that nick off his toe. It still could have gone in.
2: Well, it, well, yeah, it could have, but you couldn't say that about anything.
0: Uh, I'm not buying it. You're a meanie, you are. <laughs> These are your tip for the title as well.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can we, can stop reminding
0: me of that no. every time I come on. No, no, no. Until they win the league, <laughs> we're going to get reminded of it.
2: Storage is back now. This is where it all goes.
0: Oh, this is it? This is where they're going to make their comeback and win the league, is it?
2: This is it, yeah. It's going to be like turbocharged football from Liverpool. <laughs>
0: um, Neil Lennon said the penalty. Said the referee was rubbish. Uh, from what I saw of Neil Lennon, he couldn't have seen anything because he spent all his time arguing the fourth official.
2: Yeah, he's, he's sort of known for that, isn't he, Neil Lennon? Um... Bolton were at Rotherham last week and I were there for that and he, that, that's all he did all the time then kicked water bottles and argued with the uh, fourth official um, so I think I think, I think, think that's his reputation, I don't, is it not?
0: I don't like him very much Seems like a very angry little man He does, doesn't he? Mm. You know when you go to these she- matches and you report on these matches, as much as you're supposed to report on the game, it must be fun people watching down at the touchline
1: Oh,
2: it's brilliant some of the things that you see i mean one of my highlights of last season was phil neville's extremely tight trousers um at, at, old, at old trafford
1: that's a highlight is it yeah take well that, take that however you want
2: yeah <laughs> yeah well the the, the press area at old trafford is just behind the home dugout um and phil neville had a habit of standing up every every game all the game but not in the technical area in the in the sort of seated area so he was like banging in front of you the whole game, all the game.
0: You saw his camel uh, Yeah, yeah, it
2: were, it were, it were interesting, shall we say.
0: So who's the most angry? manager then.
2: Steve Evans at Rotherham definitely.
0: Well, he's a bit nuts anyway, isn't
2: he? Yeah, I've, I've got to be a little bit careful. Not well. I don't know. Does Steve Evans listen to Man on the Post? Maybe we can get an endorsement there. But, they all do. But yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's uh, feisty. Very, very feisty. Yeah,
1: feisty Scotsman.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, turns red in the face, and that's not
1: through the red wine. Yeah, I thought that might be that might be gout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly.
0: Yeah, Steven Gerrard's 700th appearance for Liverpool. So this yawn. <laughs> 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 this manifest destiny of him playing the FA Cup final on his birthday and a final appearance for Liverpool is uh, coming true, isn't it? Have
1: you have you seen have you seen Sky's advert for the Merseyside derby on Saturday?
0: Is it just Stephen Gerrard?
1: Oh my God! It, it's like it's like the Queen's died. <laughs> it's honestly you've got to see. It. It's just horrific. Go on, talk us through it. Then. Well, it's just as you can imagine. The soundtrack is "You'll Never Walk Alone," and it's just clips of it's clips of Stephen Gerrard walking on water, feeding the five thousand, <laughs> uh, turning turning base metals into gold, um, solving the Middle East crisis. Do you know what I mean? It's all of that. Wow. Oh, oh and by the way, I've had the plane as well. You know, it's, uh, that's that's pretty much how it is. That's
0: very kind of them to turn up and make the numbers up. Make the numbers
1: up. I, I, f- I fully expect them in the pre-match build-up to get about 30 seconds of coverage. Um, but everything else, even if you're a Liverpool fan and supporter, you probably would be like puking up by the end of what they're going to be like on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would be if I was a Liverpool fan, never mind,
0: Everton fan. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so the draw for the fifth round is West Brom, West Ham, Blackburn, Stoke, Derby Reading, Palace, Liverpool, Villa Leicester, uh, and then Bradford Sunderland, Arsenal, Middlesbrough, and Preston, Manchester United. Any shocks in there? I think for myself, I think Palace, Liverpool is obviously going to be a big game, and Blackburn, Stoke could be interesting. Would that really
2: be a shock, though, if Black, Blackburn won that?
0: Stoke are doing all right at the moment, aren't they? Yeah.
2: Hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't see that as, as much of a shock
1: personally. Anyone got anything ex- for Preston? Nah, no. You can't see that, but I can see. I can see. Uh, would is Palace Liverpool a shock? Oh yeah, it would be a shock, wouldn't it? I know they're in <sighs> Pal- the same league. No, I don't think that would be a shock. I think that'll be. A, I think that'll be very tight, and it wouldn't. It wouldn't be a shock at all to me if Palace won. Not it's... because. Not because I think Liverpool are rubbish, but I just think. Palace are a decent, strong home team, and um, you know anybody. As we said before, anybody can beat anybody in the Premier League on a regular it, basis.
2: It'd be more of an upset than a shock, wouldn't it? I think, I think, I think that word describes it a little bit better. Mm, would it be? Perhaps. You know what I mean? It'd be, It'd bust a few accumulators, I think, but um, I don't think it'd be a shock. A
0: mm. Friend of mine lost six hundred pounds on an accumulator because of Hearts last week. Ooh. apparently they lost at home for the first time this season
1: yeah I mean that that that's just the way it goes isn't it In shouldn't gamble
0: no there's only one winner kids <laughs> you, you, only, you only gamble if it's bullseye Ex- yeah <laughs> and you get to win a speedboat even though you live in a council flat in the middle of Birmingham yeah well you've
1: got half of on a fitted kitchen <laughs> at Bradford Sunderland what about that one for a shot yeah possible
2: yeah, definitely Bradford are, are known for the Cup exploits over the last few years, aren't they? Yeah, you were rooting for your um, Yorkshire neighbours? Uh, not particularly no. Um, but yeah, I can I can see that. I can that that's something that that you could see happening, definitely. Yeah. Definitely.
0: You see when we had Laura on the other week, I asked her if as a proud Sheffield daughter of Sheffield, would she feel any kind of pride with um Sheffield United beating Spurs, in the league cup even though they're the enemy some kind of sort yeah. of city pride or something there's an unequivocal unequivocal no
2: you see uh, this is, i'm going to get i could get a lot of hate for this but i i was watching that match that second leg and and i i, I let out a bit of a groan when when tottenham scored towards the end yeah i uh, yeah we sort of almost i think more than anything he's rooting for the underdog um oh, god joe i hate you <laughs> are you not a fan of rooting for the underdog
1: no I just, I just thought I'd throw some hate your way that's all <laughs> you, you were asking for it
0: <laughs> that was a very camp saying though. you said that very camply <laughs> I <hate you. laughs> yeah I, I just uh,
2: yeah I, I I wouldn't say that it were anything to do with city pride or anything like that which is a case of wanting to see a, a team from a league lower beating a premiership
0: team yeah. fair enough um, right, lastly, the transfer day deadline. Was anybody watching the Sky Sports news, sort of on the edge of their seat? I wasn't.
1: I wasn't even in the country, so I'm pretty pleased I missed it. Yeah.
2: Jay. I was. I was actually working um, on Rotherham's transfer deadline day, which was nonex- <laughs> well, I was. I was working till half past ten at night. So. Um, oh, were
0: you sort of reporting for the?
2: Yeah, I was working for the paper. Yeah, so I was sort of in the office on my own, refreshing Twitter every two minutes, um, and yeah, no, nothing at all happened. So, so
0: what do you do then? You've got some kind of deadline to meet, and nothing happens at Rotherham United.
2: Well, it was just I was just doing sort of like uh, you know live tweeting and, and updating the website and stuff like that. Well, that was a plan if anything happened. Mm. Um, did but, you
1: did you catch did you catch any glimpse of Peter O'Don Wingy hanging around the car park?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Funnily enough, no. Um, it was just it was just so uneventful. It were it were mind-numbingly. I mean, the only positive for me was that Sheffield Wednesday managed to push through the uh, tuna takeover, and um, and sign four players. Who were they? Uh, so they've signed two players that I've never heard of. Um, one being Sergio Bus from CSKA Sofia, a twenty-two-year-old striker, and one being Melo, who's come from some ab- obscure Portuguese team. Uh, and then we've signed a Manchester United right back, whose name I can't pronounce from v- v- the something like that. All right. Belgian and also Luis Maguigan on loan for the rest of
0: the season. Well, that's not bad.
2: No, we had him earlier on in the season, and he was uh, he was. Very good. Mm. So that's that's a good signing. But I mean, do you, do you know about the takeover at Sheffield Wednesday? I don't want to bore you with championship talk. So has Mand- no, no. Mandrich gone? Has he? Uh, not yet. No, they're still waiting for football league ratification. Uh, but he's he's doing his farewell speech at Hillsborough on Saturday before the game. Right. Um, but yeah, we've been took over by the company that owns John West Tuner. Oh right. So yeah so so we'll probably the stadium will soon be called John West Hillsborough. Um, there'll be tuna pies and stuff like that yeah
1: you know that John West is owned by Mike Ashley right
0: <laughs> so every time a Sheffield United fan buys a tin of tuna in the shop they're funding a yeah. transfer budget
2: that's it yeah that, and that gives you a, a little smirk well as a Sheffield Wednesday fan it does um yeah it's 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 an interesting one they're a Thai consortium um and it's interesting uh uh, the uh, the the guy who the, the main shareholder I forget his name Chiney something like that. Um, he looked very unhappy on his photographs, shaking hands with
0: Milan Mandaric. Did he look? He looked like. well oh, sorry? I was going to say, did he look more or less unhappy than Aaron Lennon?
2: Uh, I'd say I'd say I'd say on a par with Aaron Lennon actually. Really? Because uh, Aaron Lennon did look pretty uh, appalled to be holding up an Everton shirt, didn't he? He did, didn't he? He he looked like it he, he looked like he'd rather be anywhere but there.
0: Well, to be fair, he could have been at Stoke. Or 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 with Hull. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he thought he'd never have to go back up north after he left uh, Leeds.
2: Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe it were a sense of disappointment that he's had to travel that far up the M one, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um Maybe,
1: maybe he just maybe you know he really thought hoped that Sheffield Wednesday com- would come in with a deal for <laughs> you know th- three three tuna mayonnaise sandwiches and a, you know tin of tuna cat food. Who knows? <laughs> and it just never materialised. They can all dream, Mark. They yeah. can all dream. That's it. Sometimes you just have to take second best when it's given to you.
0: <laughs> well, Sheffield Wednesday also missed out on Anderson. He's left Manchester United, and he's leaving a trail of chocolate wrappers as he heads back over to Brazil. <laughs> uh, Roger Johnson's gone to Charlton. Bloody hell, Wolves saw them coming. Yeah.
2: They're getting relegated, aren't they? Yeah,
0: God. Um, relegated Roger. Aaron Leonard, what do you reckon to that then, Mark? Are you happy with that?
1: Um, not especially. Uh, I think he's he's quick and he's got one of the worst final balls in the Premier League, hasn't he? Mm. Has done for a long time. He's everything that Raheem Sterling... Hopefully, will never turn out to be
0: <laughs> apart from on Saturday.
1: Apart from on Saturday, yeah, he's got he's got the arm that sticks out strangely. He's got all the speed and trickiness, um, but even even now, Raheem Sterling's got the the end product, you know. And so Aaron Lennon is is a cautionary tale for for Raheem Sterling. Indeed, uh, what- but no, I mean, listen, he's fast, and you know, he's direct, I suppose. But I'm not I'm not overjoyed. But I'm not disappointed at the same time. No.
2: He's still pretty young as well, isn't he? I mean, how old is he? 27, something like that?
1: 27, yeah. He's been around a, a hell of a long time.
2: I thought he were easily in his 30s.
1: Yeah. Well, I remember he was 16, I think, wasn't he, when he made his debut for Leeds. And that was when, I think, it was either the year they went down from the Premier League or it was the, the, the first year they were in the Championship, I forget which. But he was on, I think he was only 16 or 17. And he was whisked off to Tottenham, I think, within about 10 games for Leeds.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Thomas Ince continues his quest towards world footballing domination by going on loan from Hull to Derby. Uh, Tim Cahill has gone to China. Uh, Mohamed Salah has left Chelsea to go to Fiorentina. Um, Crystal Palace have they've done something to Manchester United because they sold them. How much did they sell Zaha for? Was it fifteen million? Yeah, 16, 16, 16. And then they got him back again, mm-hmm. quote unquote undisclosed.
1: Yeah, quote unquote like three million. Yeah.
2: yeah. I read the other day that it, that, that Zaha had cost Manchester United six hundred thousand pounds per minute he played or something like that.
1: Fantastic. Good business. Fantastic. All, all Alex Ferguson's fault, like a lot of the problems that um they've encountered over the last two years were
0: have either of you been on the BBC website today?
1: Um partially. You
0: get to see yes. how much or oh, how long it would take Cristiano Ronaldo to earn your annual salary. Have you done that?
1: No, no, I deliberately steered away from that. The same way as I steer about steer away from the, those tax returns that tell you where your tax money have go to, gone to. I, I'd end up, you know, going out and using a machine gun on people. Uh, well, it
0: takes him 12 minutes to earn my annual salary.
1: You must be on a decent wage then, Chris. Eh? <laughs> <'Cause, yeah. laughs>
0: he earns a lot of money, Ronaldo. Well, that's, it's a minute longer than uh, Lino Messi. Lino Messi is a bit more wealthy. It would take me 961 years to earn what Lionel Messi earns in a year.
2: Is that just from Barcelona or sponsorships and everything as well?
0: No, I don't know. This as his annual salary. I'm presuming it's just from Barcelona. There you go. It's probably even more than that. That's ridiculous. Well, it's great if you can get it. If you tried harder at PE at school, Joe, then, you know, it could be you. Have you seen my body shit?
1: Yeah. You... Um, I did see a picture on Twitter of you in the bath or something the other day that I had to... <laughs> <laughs> like peel, peel my own eyes off
2: <laughs> don't pretend you didn't love it
1: you're built like Akin fenrir <laughs> aren't you good grief <laughs> i was i was tempted to say please delete your account immediately after <laughs> after it sort of popped up as on my timeline i thought jesus christ <laughs> i miss i miss this you know me a little bit better now mark um i to be honest joe you you're lucky i'm even speaking to you <laughs> <laughs> Did you think you were playing cock or no cock? Oh, oh, no.
2: <laughs> it, rolled, it rolled in my face. <laughs> but that's probably the most offensive
0: part, so...
1: It was, it, let me tell you, it was enough. I just had my tea.
0: <laughs> uh, any other transfers anyone wants to mention? There's the guy from Bolton that went on loan to Manchester United, wasn't there?
2: Yeah, yeah Andy looked. What's that that's a bit odd, isn't it? Well, the the reason why is so I've read is that because Bolton wanted a Manchester United youth player on the own. Um, so they took him, but then Manchester United's youth team were gonna be short on players. So they had to take one of Bolton's youth players to play in their youth team to make up the numbers, basically. Oh, right, okay. So I've heard anyway. Fair enough. Right. Uh, Go on. uh yeah, I was just gonna say, but uh this Andy Keller is saying that it's the biggest opportunity of his life. As he would, uh, obviously, if he impresses for the rest of the season, then who knows?
1: Well, what it means is he's going to get the old Trafford tour for free. So maybe what? that's what he's talking. No, that's the opportunity he's talking about. <laughs> uh, in other news, we've got um,
0: Rangers saying it signed five Newcastle United players on loan on uh, transfer deadline day. They signed, I can't even pronounce half these places. I'm not even going to begin to, but they signed five of them. Rangers manager Kenny McDowell has been told by the club and the hard club hierarchy that he must start all five of them every single game if they're fit. Quote, unquote, the boys have come up here to play. That's just how it is, he said, happy.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, well, it's 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 Mike Ashley's takeover of Rangers through the back door. You know, he's got 9% in, I think, in his personal share of it. He was told by the s f a that he couldn't increase his own personal share in the comp in the club, so he went and loaned them another five million pounds to stay afloat for the rest of the season from sports direct money not from his own money uh, and now he's lend in a similar to let's say Robert Maxwell derby and Oxford scenario from the eighties he's now lending players from Newcastle to Rangers he's just you know like some sort of dark shadow across the land he's Covering Rangers up one way or another, and he's going to get them, you know, one way one way or another. You know, no matter what barrier gets in his way, he's going to, you know, he's swallowing that club up. He's like Sauron. He's like the Hooded Claw. Yeah. I don't know what a Sauron is. What's one of them? Lord of the Rings. Never seen it. What? What? (laughs) Yeah, I've never seen Lord of the Rings. What? Have you read the books? Uh, I've hit people over the head with the books. Have you never seriously read it? No, seriously, I've never read any of that shit. No. Joe, how do we mute him? <laughs> do you give, do you look at me with the eye of? I don't tell you what eye I. look at. Or whatever. I'm not telling you what eye I look at you
0: with. <laughs> <laughs> Especially now you said that you don't, you've never read them.
1: No, not not at all. Why not? Well, oh, because they look boring. Christ.
0: Wow, on that revelation, let's keep going. Um, <laughs> well, it all ended well at Robert, for Robert Maxwell, didn't it? So I'm sure this thing for, um, for Mike Ashley will end all right, because Derek Lombias is at range, isn't he? Yeah, what, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, indeed. Uh, Borussia Dortmund's players went over to their fans after the final whistle by 10-man, or defeat by 10-man Augsburg. Kept them rooted mm-hmm. to the bottom of the table. Um... Remen Weidenfeller and Matt Hummels, who's been linked with possibly every single team ever, um, were seen conversing with the spectators. Hummels said, if, this, if, if one is in this position after 19 games, it would be unacceptable not to have understanding for the fans' reactions. Now, you watched this game, didn't you, Mark? Did you see all this bit at the end?
1: I did. Well... What they do in Germany and they do this in Italy as well. You know, you know we have Soccer Saturday where they go to Paul Merson and Charlie Nicholas talking nonsense about the games they're watching. Well, in in Italy and Germany they do like a they switch from game to game and watch like sort of five minutes of one and then switch to five minutes from another and another and another and so on. So um, I watched the ma- and the majority of the game that, that was on was the Dortmund against Augsburg game and. Um, I mean, Dortmund were very unlucky. It was one of those nights where they they did a lot of attacking and it's almost as if they were cursed, you know, that it didn't matter what they did, they could be playing forever and they wouldn't score. And then it kept cut to the end um, and uh, Weidenfeller was having an argument with the guy through the metal fence and then he climbed up on the fence and Mats Hummels went across. But what was was more interesting was that not only did they do that, but the rest of the players were sort of standing around almost looking shell-shocked. On the pitch, like not knowing exactly what was happening and what was going on, and Jurgen Klopp looked like, you know, like his house had been burgled, and he did, he just didn't know what to do and what to make of the whole situation. It was, it was really bizarre. Normally, of course, they would be ushered off the pitch, and somebody would go over to the players, speaking to the fans behind the goal, but that that wasn't what was happening. It was just really bizarre. I've never seen that before.
0: So, was it a full argument, or was it some kind of cordial conversation?
1: Well, I think the Weidenfeller and um, and Hummels went over to, to appease the fans, let's say. But there was one point where some guy in the crowd was at the front through the, because they still have the metal fence in there, who was remonstrating pretty uh, strongly and sticking his hand through the bars and, and, and you know, gesturing and all sorts. And Weidenfeller's, I wouldn't even say he's arguing back. He was kind of just standing there and taking it almost, you know? Mm. It was very, I mean, you've seen players. Have parties with their own fans before? I mean, Clint Hill, for example, QPR the other week. But this was, yeah, you know, this was just strange. You know, it was I've never seen anything like it. Well, Inter lost
0: to Sassuolo the other day, didn't they, in Serie A? And um, the players walked over to the fans afterwards and threw the shirts into the fans, as you do. The, the Inter fans threw the shirts at the Inter uh, players, threw the shirts at the Inter fans, and the uh, Inter fans threw him back again. <laughs>
1: So that's why love have done all right this season. I've seen them beat Milan twice, I think, this year. Not Inter,
0: AC. Well, they got Tonk 7-0 or 7-1, didn't they, last season and the year before by Inter, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And of course, Genoa. Um, they had the thing a couple of years ago where the fans ran onto the pitch and demanded the shirts on the players during the match, didn't they? Hmm. So we should do more of that sort of stuff over here. Why not? Oh, we would definitely be good. I think you would certainly make your point better than... I can't see many players listening to 606 on the way home, so it's about the only way the players ever realise the fans are unhappy with them. Yeah. Um, Ude Latek, um, have I pronounced that right? You have. I have. The former coach of Bayern Munich and Russell Mönchengladbach and Barcelona has died at the age of 80. Uh, he won the German Bundesliga Championship eight times and collected 14 honours over his coaching career spanning three decades. Uh, he's, had, he's had two strokes, unfortunately, and um, was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease not long ago, but as managers go, he pretty much helped make Bayern Munich what they are today, didn't he?
1: He did. He was the manager in the early 70s when they started dominating the German league and he was there for their first European Cup win, I think, and then left after that. But then returned in the early 80s after Bayern had been toppled by like the likes of Mönchengladbach and Hamburg and Cologne as the top club in Germany and he went back there. And kind of put Bayern back to the top of the German game again in the eighties. Yeah.
0: Well, they went. That was the '74 win over Athletic Madrid, wasn't it? When Athletic were they winning an injury time, Athletic? Eh?
1: Um, I can't remember what the the scenario of the game was. This is where we need Craig from Beyond the Last Man, isn't it?
0: <laughs> uh, and in the African Cup of Nations as well. It's all been going on there with Tunisia. Have you seen this?
1: No, haven't been
2: watching it. No, I haven't. I, I haven't seen it, but um, again, I've I've heard
0: little bits and bobs about it. Yeah, well, Tunisia lost to Equatorial Guinea in the semi-finals. Oh no, quarter-finals wasn't it? Sorry, the uh, Cup of Nations. Equatorial Guinea were losing. It was one nil, and there was time wasting of Herculean proportions by the Tunisia players, and the referee was getting more and more and more and more annoyed at this, and then to the point where in the very last minute. He gave a very dodgy penalty for Equatorial Guinea, who scored and then won two-one in, um, in injury time. And came come the final whistle, and Tunisian players surrounded the referee. Someone gave him a kick. Security had to escort them off the pitch, and some Tunisian players have um, uh, are in trouble. Tunisia have been banned from the next African Cup of Nations for refusing to apologise, and the referee has been banned for six months too.
1: Well, as we're recording this, I'm just kind of flicking through Twitter, and apparently the semi final between Equatorial and Guinea and Ghana has been suspended because of crowd violence.
0: Uh, I know there's a penalty earlier on, wasn't there? I can't remember. I think. Yeah, so it's
1: obviously all kicking off in the semi final as well as this game the Tunisia.
0: Well, yeah. Well, winners play the perennial chokers Ivory Coast who beat Dr Congo 3 1. Mm. I tell you, Manchester City could do with Torre back soon as possible, couldn't they?
1: They could. And. and um, what do you call him? Boney, who obviously is going to make a bit, big difference for them.
0: Well, they selected him over Giuliettovic, the not they, for their European Champions League squad? Yep, yeah, that's right. Okay, right, well, that's the other news. We've come to our bits now, uh, our Premier League predictions. Basically, what we do is um, we go through the forthcoming weekend's fixtures and we predict whether it's going to be a win, a loss, or a draw for a particular team. And we also have our double points, which is a European or some other fixture. Uh, whereby you actually have to predict the correct score. Now, after a steward's inquiry last week, we all got points. Um, So Mark at the moment is on 84, as is Emma, and I'm lagging behind, well behind, on 79, so I need to make that up. So, Emma isn't here this week. She has punishment for not getting her predictions to me by starting a recording. Joe, would you like to do her predictions for her? Um, yeah, go on then. Good lad, Joe, who predicted, of course, that Liverpool <laughs> win the league. Uh, Liverpool are currently seventh.
2: <laughs> Again, reminding people of that. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Well, you have got Emma to apologise to anyway. Well, she didn't get she didn't get these over in time after I gave her ample warning the other day. So.
2: That's wrong. When I can't I can't be held responsible
0: for anything that happens from here on in. No, well, of course you can't. It's not your fault, is it? <laughs> uh, so it's the Madrid derby this weekend. So um, Madrid is seven points clear of Atletico. Uh, Madrid are top, and Atletico are in third place. It's at the Vicente Calderon. So Atletico are at home. What's the score going to be, folks?
1: Oh, if, if Atletico um, at home, I'm going to say that it will be three-two to Atletico. Three-two Atletico.
0: And I'm going to go two-one Real. Are you? Yes. No Hammers, Rodriguez. Uh, Ronaldo is back from his ban. Um, I think Bell's playing, isn't he? And there's no Ramos, I don't think, either. But Torres. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Torres. Goal machine. Yeah.
0: Are you sure? You still want to go? You don't care anyway. It doesn't affect you.
2: You, I kinda of think should
0: have got a predictions here sooner. Maybe I'm doing this on purpose. Well maybe you should predict eight nil to Atletico then, that'll teach you.
2: <laughs> two one rail, I'm going
0: to You're follow. going with two one rail. I'm gonna go two one Atletico Okay, so we'll see how that one gets on. So early kickoff this weekend is the North London derby. It's Spurs versus Arsenal. Um Two clean sheets in a row for Arsenal, but 12-goal machine, Alexis Sanchez, might not be fit. And smoking Jack Wilshire won't be fit either. Have you seen this one?
1: Jack Wilshere's yeah, been put smoking on. again, hasn't he? He's been on the shisha, hasn't he, <laughs> this time?
2: He's <laughs> mixing it up a little bit, isn't He's it?
1: moving up to harder stuff. He's, got, he's, he's, gone all, uh, he's gone all Middle Eastern on us. Yeah. <laughs> Who said footballers aren't cultured? That's true. A nice bit of fruit tobacco. Never hurt anyone. No. Uh, got to go. What
0: are you reckon for this thing, guys? Who's going to win this one?
1: Oh, Arsenal have been getting some plaudits for a couple of results recently, so that genuine generally means that they'll go and mess it up somewhere. But then they're playing Tottenham, who've got you know, decades worth of habit of messing things up when it's starting to look good. Um, Arsenal have won five out of the last six in the league. Mm. I I think yeah, I'm I'm going to go for a two-one win to Arsenal. So you reckon Arsenal are going to win this one? Righty up. I'm
2: going to I'm going to go
0: for a two-two draw. You're going to have to draw. You don't have to give me the right victory, the right score, just the result.
1: I oh, no, I'm just I'm just thinking out loud there. Oh right, okay.
0: <laughs> Emmanuel Adebayor has scored ten goals in this fixture. Yeah, and he's a machine. Share won't play him. Do you think he will? Nah. He also gets sent off a
1: lot in this fixture as well, doesn't he? He won't be anywhere near White Hart Lane on Saturday. Do
0: you know what? I've got a sneaky feeling he's going to play. I'm going to go Spurs. On the base,
2: Adebayo play.
0: Yeah. Wow. Fuzzy logic. Harry Kane, (laughs) 10 goals. Chadley, 7. No Sanchez. Spurs on the up. They're only two points behind them.
1: Yeah, that, that's why it's a difficult one to call. You know, I, I don't trust either of their these two teams. You know, and there's not that much. There's been quite a big gap over the last, well, 15 or so years, hasn't there, between Spurs and Arsenal. But there isn't really a big gap between the two nowadays. So, hmm. it's a tough one to call. Um, Aston Villa versus Chelsea.
0: Aston Villa on this amazing run, aren't they? Winless in, what? in eight league matches, scoring just once in 11 goals in 23 Premier League games. This is brilliant stuff.
1: Yeah, well, whatever happens here, you, the safe bet is to start off with Aston Villa nil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the
0: game last season, do you remember this? When uh, Ramirez put that really nasty tackle in, didn't he? He got sent off and then Lambert and Mourinho um, got involved on the pitch. And then earlier on this season... As I think was it was something like 3 0 or something that um, Villa were losing, and Mourinho went over to shake his and Roy Keane's hand early, early and they both refused it.
1: Mm. So they're not the best of friends, are they? No, well, Mourinho's yeah. a tit, so. That's true.
2: I just remember that stare from Roy Keane that I gave him. <laughs> <laughs> it burnt, burnt into my soul. He mm-hmm. was very brave, I think, just trying it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Probably the only person who has tried. It. Oh, yeah, can't be too many. Am I? Uh, Benitez scored only two in 14 for Villa, and there's no Fabregas and no Costa, um, so no. this has got 0 nil written all over it, surely.
1: No, I think Chelsea will probably win it comfortably enough, but it'll only be like a one or two-nil. But I would still say Chelsea will win. Yeah,
0: Villa, have got the odd. Do pull the odd result
1: off though, don't they, at home? Uh, they do, but you imagine that they've got to score more than once to beat anybody. Will will he score once against, um like twice against Chelsea? Bearing in mind that Chelsea more than likely will score, I suppose so. Yeah, uh, that's that. Given given everything into account, even being generous to Aston Villa, I can't see that happening. I
0: mean. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to go for Chelsea as well.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think Chelsea as well. Although if Scott Sinclair plays for Aston Villa, that could be a game changer. <laughs> what
1: do you think Frank Sinclair maybe <laughs> <laughs> on goal on goal Frank.
0: The curse of scoring yeah. against your former club—is that what it is? Do you think? What's that, sorry? The curse of scoring against your former club. This is what always happens, isn't it? So you think he's going to score against his former?
2: Yeah. Well, no, probably not. Actually, I would just—I would just be optimistic. Um, I think, yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea, roll them
0: over. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Uh, next fixture is Leicester City versus Crystal Palace. Um. Leicester have only had two home league wins all season. They've got Maris back from the African Cup of Nations, but Robert Hooth can't make his debut because he's still serving out his uh, cock or no cock suspension.
1: It's it's a curse of the modern game, the cock or no cock suspension, isn't it? <laughs> How, have you been getting on anyway? What with like playing it? <laughs> um, well, what playing it online or like in the bath? <laughs> what you did, you did that sort of tuck behind your legs
0: thing of your Buffalo Bill. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> what kind of podcast is this? <laughs> I think I've to the wrong one. Wow, well, yeah. Uh, Paris made seven signings in the transfer window. That's quite a lot to bed in, isn't it? Um, they got no Schumacher because he broke his nose, so he won't be
1: as gorgeous as he normally is. <laughs> um. I don't know, it's a, t- it's a tough one, this. I quite I quite le- like Leicester and, and they're a very hard-working side and I think they're a good, honest side. They're not the worst side ever to be struggling in the Premier League that I've ever seen. But I I, I can't, I don't know, I just think Palace just might be a bit... I don't, I think Palace might be too good, I don't know why.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. They might have that back as well, might they, after the Asian Cup?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I might just pip go for Palace, I think. you are going for Palace. Jay, what do you reckon?
2: I'm going to go Leicester. boy. I'm going to go Leicester because I think, um, I think I expect them, with how, like Mark said, with how they've performed throughout the season, I think results are going to turn for them at some point. Mm. And I think it could start on Saturday and I don't particularly like
0: Alan Pardew. Why not, Mark? Why not? Why ever not? Why is he? Is he what's he done to you? Uh,
3: well, just yeah. Has
0: he? Uh, has I, he snubbed you post match?
2: There, there was there was one time where I offered a handshake before the final whistle, and um, and he refused it.
3: Um,
2: <laughs> we've been on we've been on uh, bad terms since then. Do you reckon he remember you? <laughs> no, not in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be worried if he did.
0: Well, there you go. You should put it behind you. You're a lover, not a fighter.
2: <laughs> Apart from with Alan Pardew. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go for for Leicester just.
0: Wow, he's certainly got your eye, isn't he? <laughs> um, I know what you mean about Leicester. I reckon they're a better team than the individual players they've got. are very are very good. marrows back as well. That could be quite important. I'm going to go Leicester as well.
2: Remember, the key to this, Chris, is not to listen
0: to me. I'm going to go for a draw. <laughs> I've listened to you before, actually. No, do you know what? No, I'm going to go for a Leicester, because if I go for a draw and Leicester win... You'll get that. I will do. Manchester City, Hull. This is the Phil Brown telling off in the centre-circle derby. <laughs>
3: um,
0: Manchester City a winless in four in all competitions. They're gonna have no Tory or Bony, uh, Nazri and Mangala might be back.
1: They, I, I thought they were unlucky not to beat Chelsea last week.
0: Uh, I think Chelsea played a game percentage, didn't they? They knew what they had to do to stay ahead.
1: Po- uh, well, possibly, but I thought I thought they were genuinely the better team for the majority of the game there. And although they're not on, they're not firing on all cylinders at the minute. I, you'd still expect them to to take. Hold down fairly comfortably. Uh, Hull have lost four of the
0: last six in the league, and only 20 Premier League goals all season. But Hernandez and Yelich are back.
1: Well, that's not that doesn't inspire anything. Both of those two have got a, you know a terrible in front of goal. Are they?
0: Yeah. So you're going to go Man City. Yeah. Jay.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go Man City as well, and possibly, possibly Steve Bruce's last game
0: in charge. Ooh. There's a prediction.
2: Yeah. Double points for Emmer
0: if that comes off. No. <laughs> uh, Queen's Point Rangers versus Southampton. Um, Tim Sherwood might not be in place by them. I'm a bit annoyed by Harry Redknapp because he's obviously got the hump over the fact he's got no money over um, the transfer window and decided to sod off.
1: So, yeah, I'm, uh, actually, I'm surprised they didn't get shot of him earlier. In fact, I'm quite surprised they didn't get shot of him before the season started.
2: I think I think
3: he I think he jumped
0: before it was pushed. But why would they push him at the end of the transfer window? Surely they've got rid of him at the start, when somebody else could come in and um, spend some money. No, I think they'd bullet him
1: in before either before the end of the season or at the end of the season. And I think he, he's got probably got bigger designs on preserving some degree of reputation, rather than you know kind of going out in his career in this you know being relegated with QPR you know and uh, I, I don't know I. I I think, I think Joe's right. I think he's jumped before he was pushed.
0: He gets an easy ride,
1: did not he, in the media? By your friends in the media, Joe.
0: <laughs>
2: now he's going to... Uh, have you heard the latest news? He's going to buy Plymouth, Torquay, or Poole. Is he? Have you heard this? Yeah, he's apparently a consortium are trying to get him on board to buy either Plymouth, Torquay, or Poole.
1: Yeah. Bloody hell. Okay.
2: So Plymouth Argyle fans could be swapping John Sheridan for Harry Redknapp soon.
0: Oh, I like John Sheridan. He was a good player. But mm.
2: terrible manager.
0: Well, yeah, there is that. Um, Southampton, they lost last week, didn't they? Uh, Bertrand suspended. But they got the best defence in the league. They've been letting 17 goals.
1: Yeah. It, it's desperation time now for QPR and... This is this is a must-win for them. I don't see them winning it, but I think perhaps... I think if Southampton have still got injuries, then maybe QPR can get a draw, so I'm going to go with the draw. Are oh, you? Yes. Yeah. Jay?
0: Southampton. Southampton. I'm going to go QPR. What? Yeah. You, Maverick. You read it here first, plus I need points. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably why. Swansea, Sunderland. Um, Sunderland might have Wickham, Rodwell or Johnson. Uh, Their last game against Burnley was their first win in five. Mm. Gary Monk this year celebrated a year in charge of um, Swansea.
1: Yep. For me, it's got to be... I'm going to go Swansea.
0: No Sigurdsson, he's still banned.
1: Yeah, they did did alright right at Southampton without him. Yeah, they did. You know, they did the old rope-a-dope on Southampton. (laughs) Yeah. So I I think Swansea will win. That, I, I can't see Sunderland stringing two results together. No. Is that like soap on a rope, is it?
0: It's a little bit like that, yeah. A bit, a bit different. Uh so you're gonna go Swansea. Yeah. Uh Joe, Sunderland are fourteenth on twenty three points. Swansea are ninth on thirty three.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go for a draw. I think I think a score draw. Um I think both teams have got a goal in them. Well, maybe some, maybe not Sunderland. No, I think I think I think Defoe's going to carry on. I think uh, I think something like a one-one draw there. You
0: think? Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm going to go draw as well. God knows why I'm agreeing with you, but I'm going to go for it. Mark, the last game on Saturday is Everton versus Liverpool.
1: Everton versus... Oh no, Steven Gerrard versus nobody because that's the only thing that's on the bill. The world.
0: He's going to come out dressed as Lee Needis in 300.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to that.
2: <laughs> this... I wonder if he'll have some boots with 701 on. Sorry? I wonder if he'll have some boots with 701 on. I oh, could do, couldn't he? <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, that,
2: that's something that he'd do it? He likes to do things like that.
0: This was the fix of last season where Steve where Suarez scored, wasn't it? And he did his little jump in front of David Moyes. Oh no, that
1: was two years ago. No, 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 that was the year before. Yeah, it wasn't last season, was it? Yep. Last season was three wasn't Last season it? was a three three thriller, yeah, where it was just it was me- it was possibly the game of the season. It was mental. We went up and then you went ahead, didn't you, and then we drew. Exactly, yeah. It's a crazy game.
0: Yeah. Um You won your first game in five at the weekend.
1: We did. We we sneaked a 1-0 win against Crystal Palace. We defended well, pitched a goal in the first couple of minutes, that and and then it was it was a terrible game against Palace. Um I, I don't know. Liverpool are playing Liverpool are playing alright, I suppose. They're not they're not playing brilliantly, but they're doing enough to get good some good results. Yeah, Stephen Gerard's last Merseyside Derby, all that blah blah blah. Um Everton are still not playing great. But I'd like to think that we might get a draw. I'm going to go with that in optimism rather than confidence.
0: Nil nissi optimism. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool have got 16 points from the last 18 available, and get this, Mark—they've not lost the derby since 2010. Mm-hmm. Would you like me to say that again? Say it as much as you like. They've not lost the derby. I could keep going. Well, there's always time to change. I mean. Liverpool took the lead in the in the Anfield. They took the lead in
1: there, and then Elka sort of closed his eyes and walloped didn't he? He <laughs> did. And neither side, neither side were playing well at the time, and neither side has improved that much ever since. Liverpool more than Everton. Everton have not got out of this that same sort of poor run of form. and Everything else ever since. Whereas Liverpool have picked up, let's say, in the last month or two, to play some some degree of uh, uh, some. You know, quite close to however they played last season, but no, not really as well. Yeah, I'm going to go um, for an
0: Everton win. I think.
1: Yeah, well, I, I I can't say that. As I said, I'll, I'll go for the draw at, at the best. I think. On, what do you reckon, Jay? Well, Mark,
2: quick question: How how how's Lukaku playing this season?
1: Shit, what? is if, it? You my, if you pardon my French, he's garbage.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I I haven't really seen too much of him or Everton to tell you the truth this season. They're probably the team I've seen the least on TV or whatever. With good,
1: um, good reason,
2: yeah. So uh, an Everton, uh, uh, an ordinarily a team I, li- I like
1: to watch. Mm. It's um, he, he's, he's for, it, imagine imagine Emil Heskey, Shola Amiobi and Victor Anichibi, <laughs> right? And they've all got a better first touch than Lukaku. <laughs> you see, ah, he's Josie, he's Josie Altidore with goals I that's what at the moment that's how we've played all season and if i would say this on twitter i'd get absolutely battered by everton fans for saying that but if they're real if they're honest with themselves in their heart of hearts he is garbage so is he not going to be the world beater then uh, i'd be i'd be it would take some kind of miracle for him to be a world beater
2: he's not the new drug though
1: no he's going to score 12 goals a season um, that rebound off him, off his knee. You know, he's that kind of <laughs> player. And then, uh, but he'll throw in one game where he looks like an absolute beast. He'll throw one of them in every eight to ten games. But the rest of the time, he'll he'll look like Heskey on a bad day. There you go, Joe. That's an honest assessment. Honest assessment of him. I'm not going to throw report, put any is... blue tinted specs on there.
2: No, it's not. It's not. It's not a glowing report at all.
1: No, I mean twenty eight million pound is uh, Chelsea should be taken the court, I think.
2: Oh, you see I'm such ai am i I'm s uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for a draw. Give a draw as well. I'm gonna go for a draw as well. I think um I think I think Everton will be leading towards the end and Liverpool will come back. Like they did in midweek.
0: Right. Something similar. Right here. Right, we're gonna rattle through these last three, otherwise uh Uber for a Ross will be telling us off again. Uh Burnley West Brom. Possibly the dullest Premier League uh, of the season. I know. I felt bored saying it. <laughs> That's got to be. I'm going to go for draw on that one.
2: I'm, I'm going to go West go, Brom. I'm going to go West Brom as
1: well.
0: They don't score many. No. But I think yeah, I West Brom, right? Okay, okay, Newcastle Stoke. This was five-one to Newcastle last season.
1: Oh dear, um, don't think it will be this season. I'm going to go with Stoke.
0: You can go Stoke for you.
1: Stoke, are you? Yeah.
0: Stoke. There's a stat for you. They got more points than at this stage of the season than they have ever managed in the same stage of any other time they've been in the Premier League.
1: Um. Yeah, I can believe it. They're they're, they're not a bad they're not a bad. Uh, Team, I think they're, they're making very, very tiny improvements year on year,
0: aren't they? Yeah, I'm going to go for Stoke as well. Jay, what are you going to go for?
2: See, the thing is with Stoke, I always think that on paper they're worse than what they are as a team. Mm. Mm. They, don't, they don't have any stars or standout players particularly, do they?
0: Bojan. A lot of, you're sorry? Bojan. He's injured. Yeah, but he would, if he was there, he'd be.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose so, maybe one. But I mean, you look at like, you look at Stephen Island, Crouch, Walters, Adam, Whelan, they're all very much sort of I think they're I think they I think they're uh, underappreciated in the Premier League mm. players. Um but saying that, I think it'll be a draw.
0: Okay. And then last game of the weekend is West Ham Manchester United. Um West Ham have any won one of the last six in the league? Mm-hmm. Uh United on a bit more of a roll. Rudy scored ten goals versus West Ham in nine games. Yeah.
1: Um it, United always get a lively reception at West Ham, don't they? I saw Paul fault. Going back fault. to the Paul Inch days, yeah, <laughs> going back to the Paul Insta. Um I think maybe I don't know if West Ham have maybe shot their bolt a little bit lately. They climbed up to fourth in the league and then it's kind of it's starting to slither away from them a bit, but I think maybe this will be a draw. I'm going to go United. It seems to have got their mojo back a little bit.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm going to go United as well. I think uh, I think West Ham reached a bit of a ceiling and uh, and are going to graduate. I think I think West Ham will do well to finish in the top half of the table. Um and I think I think Man United will win this one
0: fairly comfortably, fairly. Okay. Right, well that's our predictions done. We'll see how they get on uh, over the weekend when Ross and the guys review uh, on Sunday evening how the how they've all gone. That comes to the end of our podcast as well. Unless any of you two got anything you want to mention or plug. Uh,
1: well, for me, I'll just plug our magazine as always. Um, issue seven out now on at um, footballpink.net. Okay, okay, Joe.
0: Rotherham hey, advertisers, um, Joe. Yeah,
2: well, we have a podcast that we do once a week that revolves around Rotherham, but don't really. Uh, inspire many people outside of the town or in the town really for that matter so uh, but if you do want to listen to it it's uh, rotherhamadvertiser.co.uk
0: Okay, okay. so you can always download and listen to that um, like I say Ross and the guys will be here on Sunday to uh, review the weekend's matches you can be able to download that on Monday um, com has had a new wine to kill up as well Pete Swallow uh, is industrious as ever um, he's written an article on the magic of the FA Cup it's still there he says Um Mark, if they want to follow you, how do they follow you? They can follow me at, at the football pink. Joe, if they want to follow you? It's at Joseph Cawthorne. Okay. Uh, man of the is the website. Pete Swallow's done another excellent article. He's um, industrious as ever. He's very good on there He's done an article on the magic of the FA Cup. It's still with us. Uh, teams like Middlesbrough and um, Cambridge are still showing us the way. Uh you can follow Man of the Post at Man on the Post. You can leave us a five star review if you wish. We've had an extra one this week, so we're up to um, 28 reviews which are all greatly appreciated any feedback is warmly received um, if you would like to receive uh, to uh, place a review on there Colin has got a couple of fridge magnets left which you'll happily give out to any five star review thank you so much for listening thanks guys for coming on thank you thank you and always remember to keep your man on the post